This episode of Bass Freaks is brought to you by Dunlop Bass Strings. Dunlop Bass Strings are made in California and designed by the players of Dunlop to sound and feel the way a string should. With deep lows, strong fundamental punchy mids, and articulate highs. Dunlop Bass Strings offer a complete line with standard nickel and stainless round wounds, flat wounds, and super brights. They're also available in short, medium, and long scales. So go to jimdunlop.com and check out Dunlop Bass Strings. What's up, my friends? Welcome to Dunlop Presents Bass Freaks. The Bass Freaks podcast is a place to gain some insight and inspiration, as well as learn a little something about some truly amazing bass players. I'm your host, Josh Paul, and today's special guest is Blue to Tiger. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. What's up? Thanks for having me. Oh, very, very grateful for you. Thank you for jumping on. Blue is a bassist, songwriter, producer, and DJ who's taken the world by storm with, uh, what, 1.3 million TikTok followers? Uh-huh. Has it grown since? <laughs> Where uh, are you at? I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. I don't, know. I don't think so. I don't and, think so. Okay. So that's a lot. Has to check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know <laughs> you probably don't count all the time, but that is a hell of a lot of followers. Yeah, that's a lot that are, of, you say it out loud like that, it's definitely a big number interested in in yeah. what you're doing um you have a you have an album out um well? no i'm actually working on it right now um so it should be out this year which is pretty exciting debut uh, album awesome yeah what? it's coming out soon so. are you putting that out yourself or you, you have a label um yeah i'm, I'm signed to capital records Woo! so on that yeah which happened yeah i was signed like 2021 so okay yeah, it's been, okay. it's been working. It takes a while to put together an album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to get to all of that. Um, yeah. Because I've seen you play all over Instagram and stuff. And uh, I'm uh-huh. a fan. I'm a fan. Love what you do. Um, but Thanks. Let's, let's, uh, let's kind of start from the beginning. Talk about some of your history and tell totally. us how did, how did Blue come to be? Totally. So um, I started playing bass when I was seven. What? Super young, yeah, very young. Um, awesome. It was because my my older brother was playing drums at the time. Okay. And I was like, I want to play an instrument too. Um, and I chose bass. I was like, guitar is like mainstream. Like I'm not into it. I mean, just <laughs> a little bit different. Um, but I was, of course, I was so young. So I mean, that's just how I remember the story. But who knows for real what I was thinking in that little head? But yeah, I chose bass. I just fell in love with it. Well, let's go. Really- let's go with it was punk rock. So let's just. Do yeah, it, it was yeah. like cool. It was like, yeah, yeah I was just like, I okay. want to be different. I wanted to be different, you know? There you so, go. yeah, I started playing bass. I fell in love with the instrument, just got really into it. Um, and I was just like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do for my life. <laughs> and did a bunch of different stuff, did a bunch of like, I did like the school of rock program, if you've ever heard of that. Yeah, I have. They, like, yeah. After school type thing where you like, you know, do a, you learn all these songs from like a different band and then you have like a end of the semester like show. So I was playing at like CBGB in New York um, really early on, like all these like iconic venues because they would have all the end of the semester shows at all these like dope venues. So I was performing really young too. What was the first song you played live? Um, I think it was Under My Thumb. It was like a Rolling Stones tribute thing and i sang as tears go by and i was so bad like i was so (laughs) so little like i was so little and i was so like kind of shy 
Um, but like, I'm so grateful that I did that so young. Cause I just got used to being on stage. Like once you do it enough, you're there, you know, once you do it a bunch, then, then, um, you know, practice makes perfect. So I, yeah, I was like performing really young. What, um, <laughs> what drew you to the bass initially, aside from just wanting to be different? Was there um, anything about it? I think I just like, I hadn't seen it that much, especially like girls doing it. Yeah. So I just was like, oh, this is like, would be cool to try. Um, and then I think once I started playing, I just got really into like the feel of it and the way it made me feel. And like, you know, that low frequency that like hits you in the chest, you know, that's um, only the bass can do that. So I was just like, yeah, this is dope. And also my brother's playing drums. So, you know, bass and drums go together, rhythm section. Right. So we were jamming together and it was just kind of like the perfect matchup. Hell yeah. yes. I dig that. Um, yeah. It does take balls to get up and sing anyway. Especially oh God, yeah. with a microphone in front of your face. Yeah. So, and I was like, not even really, like I was like just kind of doing bass and I was just kind of like singing because, and then I kind of like, just focused on bass for a while and then obviously came back to singing later because now obviously I sing for my, you know, my music, but I was just doing bass for like a while and then kind of went back to singing and being like, okay, if I want to be an artist, I got to sing too. Yeah. And then I kind of came back to that, but like bass was always just like my thing. Always. How, how hard was it for you to um, get or sort of grasp singing and playing at the same time oh my god so it's still so hard i've definitely gotten a lot better at it because bass is you know a weird one where it's so rhythmic like playing playing guitar um a lot of people play guitar and sing at the same time and that almost mm -hmm. like goes hand in hand because you're you know playing the chords and it's kind of easier to conceptualize but with bass it's so much harder it's very like this it's true, it's true. Uh, yeah and i'm always like uh, like, because I, you know, I like write all my music without thinking about how I'm going to perform it later, of course. So I'm like writing all my stuff and I'm making like complicated parts and recording like crazy ghost notes and all this stuff. And then I have to go tour, play the music live. And I'm like, oh shit, like, why did I, why did I make these like complicated parts? Because I have to essentially like relearn all the parts and right. figure out how to sing and play them. But I kind of got the hang of it now. It's just like a lot of practice and a lot of like, muscle memory and getting it into your system of how it feels to even physically how it feels to stand there with like a heavy instrument and like project it, it changes your whole body positioning you know once you have something like weighing on you so that's also a thing did you ever do like okay you said you were just playing bass for a while and then yeah. you started um sort of to evolve into a singer bass player did you ever just sing or have you done um, that yeah 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 i have just uh, yeah i do just sing um yeah i do just sing too okay but i love the yeah but like when i play live i do both and then there's yeah. some moments where i'm just you know there's some songs where i'll just sing it i'll just put the bass down and sing but um just throw it into the audience and yeah i mean eventually like like have you ever seen michelle and Deggio cello play yes she has like two bass players like she plays and then she has another bass player and some songs, she'll just let the other bass player play. And she'll you, just sing. It's like is so that something cool. you, you'd be into? I feel like maybe when I can like afford it to have like another another person <laughs> playing. Then I feel like I would maybe get like competitive and be like, no, like shut up. Like let me just do it. <laughs> you have I don't to hire know. somebody that's cool. not as good as you. <laughs> 
I don't know. Cause then I'll be like, Oh, like I want to do it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's kind of the dream eventually okay. like would be really cool to at least have that option. Of, right. Like, yeah. But, I get that. Yeah. Um, moment, I'll just, I'll just do it myself. Who were some of your, um, your influences as a bassist and, and a musician as an artist? Yeah. I mean, bass player wise, Bernard Edwards, my favorite of all time. Okay. Um, and when I first discovered Chic and like all those bass lines, that's what really like got me in that style, you know, that style. Yeah. Um, and just his, his sense of like melody on the bass too. Like all those bass lines are hooks themselves, you know, and that Absolutely. really inspires me when I'm writing my own music to make sure that all the bass parts are, you can sing back and they're all hooks themselves. So yeah, he's the, he's the best. I mean, like Larry Graham, when I got into like slap bass, I was like getting really into Larry Graham and I had my whole like Victor Wooten phase where I was getting really into Victor Wooten stuff. Um, James Jameson, like all the Motown, I got really into all the Motown stuff. Yeah. I kind of like went through all these like little phases where I'd kind of like pick a bass player and get really into them. But Bernard Edwards like stays at my all time. Yeah. And then like musically, I mean, a lot of different stuff. I feel like the the new stuff I'm kind of making is like, is kind of like, um, like gorillas influence and like LCD sound system. And, um, you're speaking my language. I love it. Yeah. And, um, a lot of like the indie sleeve stuff, like yeah, yeah, yeahs and, um, the ting tings and CSS and stuff like that. But then also like always the, you know, the funky disco stuff. Okay. Like talking heads to Tom Tom Club. Yeah, just kinda like kinda like a lot of that's just the wave I'm in this week. Maybe it'll change tomorrow. <laughs> You're gonna be a country star in a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Um uh when I know you know, starting so early, was there a, a particular moment that you, you thought and felt like this is what I want to do. This is, I know this is what I want to do. Was there a, a, like a light that popped up all of a sudden moment? Yeah. I don't know if there was like a specific moment I can count back on or look back to and be like, that was it. I think it was just, just like once I started, I was just like, this is it. <laughs> like, okay. I just never really thought, um, maybe I didn't know exactly what I wanted. Like, I didn't know exactly like, okay, I'm going to be like this type of artist and like do this type of music. Like, I think I just always wanted to do music in some sense. Um, How old are you, by the way, now? Now I'm 24. 24. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I always wanted, I always wanted to, once I started playing, I was like, okay, music is like my thing. That's my thing in life. That's like my life purpose. But I didn't really know specifically like what path I was going to take or I didn't have like any, um, I didn't have any big like, okay, I want to like win a Grammy or something. Like I never really had that. I mean, I probably did think that when I was young, but I never like, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to like do this. And then I kind of like took like also in like untraditional path to like becoming, you know, to getting where I am anyways. So, but I was always like, I just want to do music in some sense. I just want to play. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Just play. Yeah, I just want to play, you know? Yeah, very cool. So you did the School of Rock thing. Did you study um, music any other way? or you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I took lessons. I had really good mentors. <clears throat> and then I learned, you know, I feel like everyone kind of 
self-teaches a little bit and does their whole like YouTube absolutely grind and get all nerdy about it. But yeah, I had really good mentors. Um, I did like jazz in school and that was really helpful. Did you play upright or did you? I, I did for a second in school, but I didn't, I wasn't really into it. Okay. So I was into it, was into it in the way that I was like, I respected it mm-hmm. and I appreciated it. But just for me, like it didn't feel like the right, I didn't like connect to the instrument as much as I connected to the electric bass, but I definitely tried it. Yeah. And I could like, I could, you know, if I had one here, I could like play some, some stuff, but I wasn't like what great at it. What could you play? Tell us, tell us. What can you play on the upright? I could play Throw like an blues, you know? Okay. I could play an blues, but anything past like, you know, like <laughs> F gets like, gets hard. Yeah, it is. It's tricky. But um, yeah, I studied jazz and I was really good for learning theory and um, improvisation and stuff. And then I went to NYU Clive Davis Institute, which is like the uh, music school there, but I only went there for two years. And I was, was already your experience like, there. How did you feel about it? Um, I have like mixed feelings. I think I, I met some good kids and um, it's nice to be in that environment with mm-hmm. other people who are passionate about the same thing. But on the flip side of that, it's almost like too much of a bubble. It's, it's also hard to be around kids who are only, who are all passionate about the same thing at the same time. You know, like sometimes it's nice to kind of like widen the net in a sense, but I also was already doing, um, I was already like playing all the time, like playing, like when I was in high school, I was already playing with the NYU kids cause I lived in New York. So I was like already kind of in the scene cause no one really played bass. Like I was like the only bass player. So okay. I was like getting all these gigs, yeah. I was getting all these gigs and kind of like already in it. Um, and then I was just like, tour, and I would like tour on the weekends and like stack all my classes, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then like fly out and like meet bands for like touring. I was just doing some like crazy stuff. And then I was like DJing a lot too. Like my, my, um, when I was seven, from when I was like 17, I mean, I still do now, but I started DJing when I was like 17 and I was like DJing like four nights a week to like pay my rent, to like make money. Oh, wow. And then I would like, but I have homework too. So I would like go DJ till like 1am and then go to the library like all night and like do my homework. I was, I was on some like crazy, I don't even know what was going on. Some like crazy hustle stuff. You were on um, not a lot of sleep. That's what you were on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Literally, I like never slept. I don't think I ever slept. Like it was crazy. Oh, wow. So do you, oh. um, I think, I think I saw a video of you DJing and playing bass, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So I was doing that. How did yeah. you get into doing that? What was the idea? Um, well, I got really into DJing when I was like 17. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, oh, this would be fun to learn. And I just like loved music. So I was like, oh, this would be cool um, to, you know, mix songs and stuff like that. And then I started getting gigs and like my first gig, I was like, I should just like bring my bass and like play because I, there I'd seen, you know, there's people who play like trumpet over their DJ yeah. sets or like or, or drums. Yeah. Yeah. Or drums or like anything. Yeah. And I was like, okay, bass should work. Like it's cool. And it'll be cool. Cause you feel that like low. Right. Like dancing, like that's a cool addition. So yeah, I brought it to my first DJ set and I just kind of like improvised over these like pop songs. What was the uh, response? It was like people. great. Like everyone was loving it. You know, they take out yeah. their phones or like, what yeah. is this? So cool. So, so I was like, oh, this is like working. And it's fun for me too. It makes it more fun and entertaining for me. Yeah. Um, and I was are getting you, better. Are you too, still doing that, that now? 
Yeah, yeah, I still do it. Um, Not as much, I would say, because only like for certain things and like certain events. But yeah, so I was like doing that a lot um, and started to almost like make a name a little bit in New York, just like by playing at all these clubs all the time Mm -hmm. and playing bass. And then, yeah, I got way better at like improvising and just like coming up with bass lines and also DJing. You just, you get such a good, um, vast knowledge of music because you're, you have to know every song. Like you just have to know all the songs and you have your library and you just, you're hearing music constantly and you're figuring out how to mix them together and you're listening to production. It's just like, just a really good way of, um, learning. Do you think that's helped you in, did you write for this upcoming album? Yeah. 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 So I like write on everything. Yeah. I think it really helped me there too. Cause you're like, you're, you have to like know the hits from like every decade, you know? Yeah. So it's like, if you know, and if you, if you kind of have that, that sense of like what makes people move and what makes people not move, like what makes people want to go home, what makes people want to stay there for another hour, you know, it's all those. <laughs> have you had a things. night where everybody just walked out? <laughs> yeah. Like, I won't do that. Sometimes again. that happens. Sometimes like you're playing, you know, in, in, in New York, the clubs close at four. So if you're playing at like three 30, the people, the owners of the clubs are kind of like, okay, like, so chill it out now, you yeah. know? So you have to like, kind of figure out what are like the good end of the night songs, but just like having all of that con, you know, that consciousness of music and how it makes people um, feel is like important. I think when you're writing or producing or anything. So yeah, that was great. And then when I started DJing a lot, I was like, I still wasn't making my own music at that point. I was like, okay, DJing a lot now. I really want to just drop my own songs in these sets like i gotta start making my own stuff yeah. so then that's kind of where i was like oh light bulb like let me just freaking do this and like start singing and start making my own stuff and see what happens how long ago was that that was like 20 like 2019 i think i put out like my first song okay not even like that long ago i guess but i was still doing a bunch of i was still like playing bass and touring for other artists and stuff um, but I was like starting my musical journey as an, as an myself, I do think you, at that point. Do you think that, um, doing all the DJ stuff and, and especially playing along with it has helped you be able to craft set lists and stuff for your own and give you new ideas for your own sets, live stuff? Yeah, a hundred percent. I even do, um, like in my sets on my tour, like I'll do these fun, like cover medley type thing type things and those have it's been really helpful to dj to 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 like put those that stuff together because i kind of know i'm like okay if you hear this song like this is another song that would go into that like super well you know what works yeah yeah you kind of know what works so very cool it's definitely been helpful for sure awesome you mentioned you were um touring with other artists and stuff who were some of the what was your first big quote-unquote big gig yeah i played with this um this uh these guys the Knox. i don't know if you know them they're from new york rappers they're like a dj duo and they okay. did a a tour with a full live band oh cool really sick and i also they also produced my first few songs so i i opened for them like first of three and i did like a dj set where i like sang and played and like mixed them in my but i only had like two songs um so yeah i did that like a 30 minute like opening set and then i played in their band and that was like my first like tour bus using in ears like the whole the whole deal um so that was really cool i did that and then was it everything you expected 
getting on the bus, doing the tour. What? what I loved it. I loved it. Um, Yeah, it's my first like you know big like profesh tour. Like I'd done other you know slumming it tours where you're like in the van all day and you sing at like Motel Six and you're you know slumming it. But um, it was really fun. I had a really good time. Yeah, and you just you just learn a lot, and then that helps me a lot because when I now when I tour for myself, like I know. Like I have the um, session musician background, so I kind of know how to like, you know, organize the whole thing and like speak to my band and like put it together how I want to put it together. You know, like I kind of have a better understanding of where everyone's coming from. So you do that yourself? You don't have an MD or anything like that? No, I do have an MD. Yeah. Um, Okay. But I'm very like on top of it, hands on. Hands on. Because like if you're writing all the music yourself and then. Or if I'm like playing the guitar parts, then I have a guitar player. Like I'm going to know exactly like how to, um, what I want it to sound like and stuff. But yeah, it's been, it's been really cool, but I'm so happy I had all that experience, like playing for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And then That's I did, awesome. yeah, I toured with Caroline Polachek for a sec before the pandemic. Um, and then I've done a bunch of like guesting things with artists, like up until this day too. I still like, I did like a bunch of festivals with Dominic Fike, played in his band that's a cool like guest spot. So yeah, I like doing everything. And you want to do more of that? Um, I would if it's like the right. Yeah, if I'm like into if I'm if I'm into it, I would do it. Yeah. Okay. I just like to play, you know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I, yeah, I, I, always, I always say just play, just play. Um. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about um, what made you sort of jump into the TikTok thing. Um. So. Yeah, I was touring with Caroline Polachek and this was like early 2020 and I had all these like shows planned with her and other artists and stuff and big year of touring. I was like finally hitting the stride of like session player and I was like really into it mm-hmm. and while still like making my music on the side, but it wasn't like as much of a priority. And then um, everything got canceled, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I went home and I was like misperforming. And I've been hearing about TikTok and like how people were going like viral on it. And I posted a few videos of me playing bass on like Instagram before. Uh-huh. Um, and people always seem to like it. So I was like, let me just like try this on TikTok and just like see what happens. And I like literally took me five seconds, like five minutes. And I just like put my phone up and I just played a little bit. And like my first post went like viral. Like I didn't even check in until the next day. I was like, oh, I should probably just like check this. And it was like a hundred thousand likes or like something crazy. Oh, wow. Oh, like people are actually, um, people are digging this. (laughs) So I was like, oh, this is like cool. (laughs) Why don't I just do this like every day? Because I was, you know, during pandemic, it gets really, got really, you know, gets dark. Right. At at that first, like that first few months are like, wow, like what am I going to do? Especially if your life is touring and and performing and that's, that's the thing that's not happening anymore. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to like perform for the camera instead. And it almost, you know, can kind of fulfill the same sort of, um, feeling in a way. Yeah. So yeah, I just did that like every day for the, these different songs. Um, Were they covers? Yeah, just like covers of different songs, which is kind of what I was doing when I was DJing and playing bass too. It's like kind of the same. I was just like improvising over these like popular songs. Right. Um, but with TikTok, they were all like viral songs already. So people were really into it because, you know, they're hearing a song that they're familiar with already. Yeah. And hearing something, like hearing like slap bass over like a rap song seems so weird and then when you hear it 
and it sounds cool you're like oh wow that's like so cool i've never heard that before and i think that's why people were were into it but yeah it was awesome gave me such a good like little confidence boost um and yeah it was cool and then people were like buying bases and like saying they were like inspired to start playing which was like the coolest thing that is awesome yeah yeah so that's probably the coolest like best thing that's come out of the whole tiktok thing is like inspiring other people yeah i mean you seem i I imagine you've probably inspired a whole generation of young female bass players as well right yeah totally um yeah which is so cool and on this last tour i did i had like a moment in the set where i brought up a someone from the audience to play oh really yeah and it was really sick and there were a lot of like amazing players but like and sometimes i would get like be like really young kids like like 12 year old kids and they're like mad good it's crazy that's the best yeah and then they would like you know message me out and be like oh you inspired me to play like whatever just like the it's just yeah that feels so good because i just also want to like you know bring bass forward and um show people what it can do like bring it more into the cultural mainstream you know i dig that i dig that we yeah. love the bass. Yeah, right. How do you think uh, your your success on TikTok has helped you thus far in your career? Um, it's definitely helped a lot. It's I'm so grateful for um for like the community that I was able to build on it. Especially really grateful for the time that I was on it because I think right now it's it's everyone's on it and it's like very saturated. You could mm-hmm. say. Um, and there's a lot of people like people have kind of cracked the code on it, you know, and now there's these formulas and there's these ways of doing things. And I think when I was on it, it was much smaller and it was more like if you were doing like music on there, it was more niche. Um, and all the musicians kind of knew each other and it was just really exciting, I think. Um, so I'm really grateful that I was on it during that time and kind of like making the new wave. And I kind of was able to like, um, be put, be put in front of new people. And yeah, I mean, it helped so much because I was, you know, doing these videos that were going like crazy viral. And then I was putting out my own music at the same time. Like, and this was like, is that on your out, own? Yeah. Okay. Like just independently. And I put out this song called figure it out. Um, and it was like my third song I'd ever released or something or fourth song. Uh-huh. And that song also went viral on the app at the same time. So you're, also, ri- you're writing you all those, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I wrote that one, made that one. So very cool. With other, you know, with other people like Cloud. But yeah. So that was like, yeah. So then that went super viral. And then I was like, oh, damn. Okay. I guess like this is happening now. Um, and that was like, you know, thanks to TikTok. And then that's when I had all, you know, like the labels hit me up and everything. And then, yeah, I put on my EP. And then I, yeah, and then I signed and now I'm doing, yeah. And then I got to tour because I had all these new fans. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, it was just crazy. Yeah. It really like accelerated everything. Like, I like to think that I would have got into that point at some point, like got into the point of touring and, you yeah. know, a certain, you know, level of success that way. But TikTok obviously accelerated it a lot. Put you in front of a lot of people. Yeah, like really fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, damn, I got to figure out how to play these songs live. <laughs> That's better figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> how do you think um, 
as far as writing goes, um, do you write on the bass or are you creating, I don't know, on a guitar or keys or just? Yeah, it kind of depends. Um, yeah, it kind of depends. It'll kind of happen like all, all different ways. Usually I start with like a drum and bass groove because if that's not happening, then I'm just like not really going to be into it usually. Right. So I usually start with that, but I don't know. These days I've been doing it all different so no, ways. So no accordion writing? Then, no, okay. no. Okay, next, next record. All right. Yeah, next record. But yeah, now I've been kind of like starting all different types of ways. Like I'll start, I've been like practicing, like just starting on guitar and like playing like chord, like just doing chords and like melody and then kind of like producing it out after I kind of have the song written, which usually I don't do, but that's kind of a new thing I've been on just kind of good to like practice all these different types of things and then i you know i like moved to la recently and um yeah and now i can like you know work with all these people here and collaborate with different songwriters and producers which has been a really good learning experience yeah i just kind of do it however however it happens yeah yeah creative i dig yeah stay you know stay uh stay on it yeah yeah um how is it being a leader as opposed to being a sideman for you good question um it's a lot it's a lot like now i now i really get it like when i was touring as like a side person you don't really get like you can only imagine this perspective of like the artist who's there you know like you're but you don't really like know what's going on. And then I started like doing my thing and doing my own tours. And I would like look back and be like, okay, I really get why like this person would like that person that I was working with, like did that certain thing or like did that, you know what I mean? Like you kind of just have a better perspective of how everything is working. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, But I mean, yeah, I mean, I like, I like being a leader, but I'm also lucky. Like my, my brother, plays drums in my band so i have oh, him and, oh and we're, very cool yeah and we're like very partners cool. and, and he does so much extra stuff than just drum you know like he's like you know like basically another partner in the whole thing so okay is so he I'm really part of the creative process as well yeah he writes a lot too and like produces and um yeah just like another it's just so nice to have someone that you trust on your team it's very um, important. That's like, yeah, that's like literally family, you know? Yeah. Like, of course, like I have like my manager, my agents and everything who I love and trust, but like just having like family is such a different, um, different thing, especially on the road when it's like, it could get really tough just to like have someone that have, have a family person there is um, really nice. But yeah, I like, I like being a leader. I think it's fun. I think it's fun. But it's just, <laughs> yeah, I just get to like do my thing, but it is also really hard. It's It's hard to like, and it's weird when you think like, like we just did this last tour um, and we're on a tour bus, you know, it's my first big thing. And it's like, it's a lot of pressure because everyone who's there is there like because of you right. and like working for you technically. So it's like, it's definitely a weird like responsibility. Like I felt a lot of pressure to make sure everyone was like having a good time and like everyone was good and you know, all the vibes were in check and everyone was getting along because it's like, you're, you know, you're at the top of that um, thing. So I kind of felt like responsible for that, which I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing. Cause I also had to like perform, but yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's a lot of, it just, uh, it shows you care. Stuff. 
yeah it's a lot of extra stuff behind the scenes than just like performing every right. night it's a lot of stuff so but how are you handling it you good yeah i'm good i'm good okay good I'm, yeah Very i cool. think what um what other female bases do you look up to um michelle daya charlie who i mentioned earlier um tina weymouth it's really cool because she had tom tom club which i thought was like the cool you know one of the coolest things yes um those are probably like my two big ones i mean carol k and else yeah those are probably the big ones for me gail dorsey is like amazing yeah um yeah that's probably the vibe very cool yeah very cool um, trying to get more more people playing yeah i think not, not I that think, many of us you know i think you're you're making it happen you're inspiring a whole yeah i hope so um, what advice would you give um, young bassists or any bassist out there? Um, I would say keep doing it. <laughs> um, practice. But practice stuff that like practice the annoying stuff, but also like play. Just like practice stuff that you enjoy and that you like. So you still. What's the you know, annoying you stuff to you? I mean, I think when I was younger and I was, I was learning like the scales, you know, the classics, like the scales and the yeah. finger exercises and all that stuff. Like, I just like, I dreaded that and I, I would get so bored, but I knew that it was important. So you kind of have to like force your side and maybe other people aren't like this, but I had to like, kind of like force myself to do it. And it's gotta be I done. It, like, yeah. I think it like hindered me for a while because I, I like just didn't want to do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just like get it. It's fine. Like I just didn't no. really No, no. Yeah. Like I just didn't really like wanna like I didn't want to like sit there for like four hours and like do it, but I knew it was like important. So I kind of did, but I you know, but I would always just like make sure to like have time at the end to like play. Or that's what my a lot of my teachers would say. They'd be like, okay, like, you know, do this hour thing and then save the last, you know, 30 minutes to like do whatever you want or like explore the instrument or play something that you enjoy. And I think that's really important to like also have that like exploration time, especially if you're a new player, um, because it can be really, can be really daunting. And I get like a lot of messages that are like, what advice do you have? Or like my fingers aren't working the right way. Or like, how do I start? Like I just got it and I don't even know how to hold it. Like just stuff like that, where I'm just like, just explore and just try to make a sound. <laughs> in any way that you can just like you know it's it's like supposed to be fun so i'm like kind of i'm like yeah get into the technical stuff but also make sure you have time to like find a song that you really like and play that practice that song because that's going to be the most rewarding like that's going right. to feel better than right. being like oh now i can play this scale like it's going to feel more rewarding if you're like oh now i can play this song that i love you know truth good advice yeah uh what about gear Tell me about your basses and your strings and your effects and your amps yeah. and all that. Yeah. Ear talk. I love it. Um, I'm like a Fender, Fender girl. Jazz or P? Jazz. Okay. So the one here behind me, actually, that's like my custom shop um, that I got made like a year ago. Which well, is one so that I, serve I, the people that, because this is audio only. Oh, right. They can't see it. Yeah. Um, 
it's a custom uh custom shop fender jazz bass and i got it like a year ago and it's sparkly blue <laughs> um the paint job is really important it's like sparkly blue burst with a mirror pick guard it's kind of crazy looking but it's for to- it's like for stage you know so the light shines on it like really sick uh, and yeah. it's um lightweight so it's like it's a specific kind of wood um okay it doesn't hurt your back because i was getting like a lot of having a lot of back problems and yeah. i was like i like shouldn't be having these problems at this right. age and i was getting like really <laughs> anxious about it because it's so heavy you know, it's yeah. so like yeah such an and you're all over the place on stage i saw a video yeah, I like just to, the like, other day that I you like posted the, oh yeah, yeah i have oh my it's super important um wireless wireless system and what is that which kind do you use like sure a sure wireless system so like i can have free range with the bass and i'll like run around this and i'll go in the audience too i'll like go into the crowd and like vibe and all that are stuff. you like, wearing I just the, the britney spears experience. headset or are you no i have like a i have like a mic stand and stuff but um uh, <laughs> like, that would recorded. be another that would be another level right there i know your like bass i'd rather with have your a headset. Yeah. i know i've been thinking about that but i feel like it would be like cheesy but if you make it know. like if I do like if, da- if, you, if I ever like dance and have like yeah, go over over cheese it and then that'll make it cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. If I just like am self-aware about it and just like this is it. Yeah. But yeah, so I would almost rather have like a corded mic than a corded bass. Because I like to like spin like I just oh, like yeah. to have free range. Like if I I play so differently if I have if I'm attached to the cable, it's really crazy. I like play mad different. Really? Okay. Yes. I like to have like the freedom, you know? Yeah. I just like to be like, okay, I can just move every which way. And I'm not like nervous about like tripping or anything. I don't know. Have you tripped on stage? I have before and it's really traumatic. Yeah, me too. Me too. That sucks. sucks. All right, let's talk about it. Let's let's vent. What happened? Okay. So there's two situations. One situation wasn't that bad. And I kind of saved it and it was like fine and no one really noticed, but there was a video on, there was a video on Twitter. I have to find it because it's so funny, but it kind of like I tore and I'm like kind of tall. So it's like, if I fall, like, it's like, you kind of like, it was like, it was like this and I kind of like fell like kind of on my knee and I like kind of like stood up and it was like fine. And I was like jumping anyway. So people didn't really know if it was like intentional or not. You made it look like you meant to do that. You recovered yeah, well. Of. Okay. Yeah, kind right. of. And then the second yeah. time, <laughs> it was on tour with the Knox, the guys I was, the tour I was talking about before. It was like my first, yeah. you know, tour bus tour. And we had like, I was playing synth bass too. I was playing synth bass on this tour. I was playing like electric and, oh, and, wow. uh, okay. Yeah. And synth bass and like Moog. And I, we had these like, we had like slight, like slight choreography, like not like cheesy, but just like, okay, at this moment, we're all going to like, let's turn this way or like, let's put our hand, like very, like very minimal mm-hmm. um, or just kind of like a sidestep that we would all all do. And I remember like, <laughs> I remember like the, um, the artists, like one of the guys, we're all like super tight and we're like super friendly and, and like best friends. And that's why we can like talk to each other like this, but he would like, like almost in a joking way, but like Loki be like blue, like you're not hitting your steps. Like you're not hitting your moves. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like 19. Right. So I'm like, 
I'm like, fuck, I gotta like hit my moves. Like, and I was like mad about it. I was like, oh, like, I can't believe I'm like missing my moves. And he was like kind of like joking, but also like, he's probably you know, like, you know, that's gonna be the quote on, oh my on, God, no. on the headline of this, fuck, I gotta hit my moves. <laughs> no, literally. I mean, but it's true. Like, I'm super like perfectionist too. And I'm like, okay, like, I gotta like hit my moves. Right. So I was kind of like mad about it. And I was like, there's one, yeah, we were like playing in, in Denver and, I was like, okay, I'm going to just like, like prove them wrong and just like hit my moves like so well at this show. Like, I'm just going to focus on the steps and like play everything perfect. And like, I'm just going to be like amazing. So, you know, when you're on tour for like 30 shows, it's like, you can kind of get into like a routine, like sometimes you have to be like, oh wait, yeah. Like I have a show show tonight and like make, you know, I don't know. Like sometimes, does that make sense? Like you can just kind of get into like, oh, it's just another show. And you kind of like forget and you like miss these like little steps or like you miss a little part or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm going to like really focus. So I was playing, I was playing synth bass and I like wasn't very good at synth bass. So I was like playing like this, like I hadn't Mm -hmm. really done it before, which, and you're supposed to kind of like go like this. So I was like playing like this and I'm like standing there. Oh, no one can see what I'm doing, but I was playing with like two with like my pointer finger on each hand. Like I wasn't like kind of playing the right way. <laughs> so I'm like standing there, just the image is really funny. So I was like standing there, I'm like trying to hit my moves and I'm wearing like heels too. Oh wow. Okay. Tall heels and I'm 5'10". So I was like 6'2 or something with these heels on. And I was holding the bass at the same time and playing synth. And I was like trying to hit the moves and I just slip and fall like backwards. And the oh. bass like hits the drum riser. Com- yeah. Like huge yeah. noise, like huge yeah. noise, completely out of tune. <laughs> And I'm like, so embarrassed. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. No, it's like, it's hilarious. Like I'm so embarrassed and I'm like freaking out. Everyone on stage, like all the guys on stage are like laughing hysterically. And I'm like, I'm like freaking. And it was funny because I was like, I went on this stage, like being like almost like mad. Like, cause I was like, I'm going to just like do my moves. Like I'm doing it. Like I was like really on it. (laughs) And then of course I fucking fall on my face. So, and then I'm in the talkback mic. I'm in the talkback mic, like, oh my God, guys, like, can we have, because it kind of hurt. Like, I think I almost like sprained my ankle or something. So oh, I was like, no. in the talkback, being like, guys, like, stop laughing. Like, can we have ice? Like, please, can we have ice? Uh-huh. Uh, I was being a little, yeah, like, it was, it was really funny. And everyone was laughing. And then, and then after, there are all these tweets like, is that blonde girl okay? Like, is that blonde bass girl like okay? <laughs> <laughs> Because I had well, to continue the show, obviously, yeah. you know. Like, but you did it, right? You you finished yeah, I did it, but it was like just like champ. hilarious. Yeah, and it was just funny because like that's what I get when I go on stage like mad, you know, like <laughs> never, never again. Like now I just go on with love, you know. But I was like, it was just a really funny moment, and then I would like you know sitting in the bus like with my with my ice like on my foot. Uh, but um, so that was the second time. But reminiscing that's on your moment of of. Uh, yeah, Pain. but I think I slept yeah. on the cable. I think I slept on the cable. That's why I hate cables. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, back to long story. <laughs> back yeah. to gear. What kind of strings do you use? Back to gear. What'd you say? What kind of strings do you use? Um, Dario. Okay. When um, I used to use like the Pro Steel, like super bright ones, uh-huh. and then I kind of stopped using those because it was just like a little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, too a little too bright. So now I use like kind of like the nickel wound or like the the bright ones, but they're not like all the way to the to the brightness. Effects. So, so yeah, I've been using those. Um, just like the classic gauge, mm-hmm. like forty five to one hundred five usually. 
Um, four, four string. Four, four, yeah, four string or forty-five to hundred, I guess. Okay. Um, so yeah, then I just kind of like keep them on for a few months, and then I'll change them. And then oh, I use even Ag- on tour. Yeah. Okay. I um, Aguilar amps. I usually like two four by tens or an eight ten because it just looks cool. I love eight tens. Okay. It was like so. And when I'm on stage, like I want to feel it too. Absolutely. I don't like to hear it as much. Like I have it in my ears, obviously, but I like to like, I like to feel it, um, feel that low, low it's, register. So it's important for sure. Yeah. So I like having yeah. it, you know, on stage, it's like right behind me. So yeah, Aguilar. And then the um, DB751 amp is what I use. Okay. What or about, um, you use any effects or anything like that? Um, yeah, I have a little pedal board set up but it doesn't have much like it, i have like a big muff or some distortion i have like an octave pedal for one one part of the set i have like a chorus that i don't really use and then i have this one <laughs> it's just on there hanging out kind of on there because i had to like fill up the space i just like i like just kind of clean that's a lonely but, chorus pedal you gotta help it out a little bit i know i use it on one but like most of these pedals like i just use on one song or like one part um okay. i got you i think it's cool like i i want to just hear like the natural sound especially like my my songs you know it's just clean bass like there's nothing crazy but that i do have one song with like a mutron oh, cool. effect, um, filter effect so i have one of those you have a mutron or what do you have i have um i did get one of the like mini mutron ones like remakes and i didn't really like it okay. um so i use a different one i use this like um the electro harmonics pedal so okay. what it's called yeah, electric electro harmonics. Um, Very cool. Filter pedal. So I use that. All right. Which is cool. But yeah, I mostly just use I use the distortion sometimes. But I just got all these new pedals in that I'm that I'm trying out. So we'll is see. Some of that stuff yeah. going to be on the record. Some some. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm messing around with like different um, different bass tones. Um different bass sounds for the pedal. I mean, for the, for the album. Awesome. Like different cool, like Neutron sounds and yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I think that's fun. Is there a title for the record? Um, perhaps, but I don't want to say it yet. Cause I don't know if it'll change. Okay. Got you. So I can't announce, but yeah, working on it. Okay. Well, can't wait to hear it. We appreciate you coming on here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Bass Freaks podcast. We really appreciate you all. Stay healthy, spread love and joy and kindness and good vibes and inspiration. And remember, you got this. Follow your path, whatever it may be, and just play. Until next time, cheers. And of course, a a huge thank you to Dunlop for making the show possible. Make sure you check out Bass Freaks wherever you get your podcasts.